Well, good morning, Living Word Vintage Church. Isn't this an interesting way that we are now uh, entering this next season? We've decided that we are going to shape our living room into a small studio so we can still bring you the Word of God, bring you some faith and some encouragement to stir your heart in this season. And so we just want to welcome all of our uh, Vintage Church community. If you are logging in to uh, to catch the service this morning. Um, if you are watching from anywhere else, we also just want to welcome you. There's such a huge variety of church services that we can attend in these days. So we just wanted to make sure that as a church, we still bring you a word of encouragement from the Lord just to stir your faith. And so this morning, why don't we just pray um, as you gather the family, as you grab a cup of coffee, um, I would recommend you have a notebook and your Bible. Um, and I pray that you've had some time to worship before. Uh, we're going to try and not keep it too long um, because we want to encourage all of our church family to actually maybe switch off a little bit, you know, get offline, spend some quality time with your family um, and with those that you love. Um, and if there's no one in your house, some of us are in lockdown by ourselves, then why don't you get on Skype or Google Hangouts or Zoom and just make sure that you stay connected with those close in your family. So why don't we just pray this morning as we just dedicate this time to the Lord. Father, we just thank you, Lord, that we can still get together as a church community. We thank you for technology. We thank you, Lord, that even in this season where there is so much uncertainty, Lord, where there is a lot of fear, a lot of doubt, and a lot of insecurity. We just thank you, Jesus, that you are with us. And Lord, even, even if we are not together in person, we know that your word says where two or more gather, there you are among us. So Holy Spirit, I pray that you will touch every person watching this video, watching this sermon this morning. Lord, touch people in their homes. I pray that your presence would literally befall all of us in our homes where we are, Lord, that we will encounter your presence like never before. Lord, where we are families together, Lord, I pray that in that unity, in that togetherness, we will sense your love, we will sense your peace, and that we would just feel that freedom in your presence like we've never have before. Thank you, Lord, that you are with us. Lord, and I pray that you will speak through me this morning, Lord, that the, the seed of your word would fall unto fruitful hearts, fruitful soil this morning, Lord, and that it would produce fruit in our lives. Lord, not just in this season, but also in the season that's going to come after this. And we thank you for what you are doing in this season. We thank you that you are here and that you will never leave us. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. All right. Well, this morning we're going to talk about a word that I actually shared last week, uh, just before Namibia was uh, being declared a, a state of disaster. And um, so we shared a short word with our team and some of our community came together. We were a small group, so we decided we are going to do this word again this morning to share with those of you who weren't able to be with us last week. And so the theme of my word this morning is the shield of faith, the shield of faith. Now, I know there's a lot of uh, sermons out there. There's a lot of words of encouragement. Um, you know, everyone is a, is a televangelist these days. But I really believe that there is something about the key of faith that God wants to release in our church community this morning. And I pray that you will, you will hear with spiritual ears this morning what God wants to say to us. And, um, you know, over the last couple of weeks, my husband Johannes and I, we've actually been focusing a lot on the kingdom of God um, in our teachings, in what we've been sharing with our team and our community. Because we believe that Jesus, if you read through the Gospels, all that Jesus spoke about and a lot of what he taught was about the kingdom of God. Not three steps to happiness. 
He taught about the kingdom of God and he spoke through a lot of parables and different teachings to help people understand the spiritual truths of his kingdom. And so I believe what we are going to be talking about here this morning about faith, that faith is actually one of those key topics of the kingdom of God. And uh, we're going to be focusing on the, the chapter of Ephesians 6, which I know is a familiar chapter and familiar scriptures for many of us. But um, I pray that this morning God would reveal something new to you uh, that maybe we need to hear in this season. And so we're going to, you can turn uh, into Ephesians 6 in your Bibles. And what I want to share this morning is, you know, the context of the book of Ephesians. We know that the Apostle Paul wrote the book of, of Ephesians to the Ephesian church. And we know that the first three chapters speaks a lot about our identity as Christians, about who we are. Um, you know, who God has called us to be, who are we in Christ? And then I find it interesting that the next three chapters, chapter four to six, speaks about our practice and our behavior as Christians. And I just think that's a really uh, valid point to keep in mind as we go through this chapter. So the context of this was that Paul was in a place where, maybe not exactly where we are finding ourselves, but in a similar place, he was in a Roman prison. And as he was in isolation, he wrote this letter of Ephesians to the Ephesian church. And I just find it interesting because this was an encouraging letter. This was actually a letter of good news that he wrote to the church from a place of confinement. You know, like many of us are, are finding ourselves in this lockdown. You know, it's not just the nation of Namibia. All over the globe, people are finding themselves locked in their homes, confined to their homes, you know, for the safety of the nations. And so it's almost like Paul was in this place of isolation himself. And he wrote this letter, and I'm going to read through Ephesians 6, verse 10 to 18. So you can follow in your Bible. Um, I'm going to read from the Amplified, and it says the following. In conclusion, be strong in the Lord. Be empowered through your union with him. Draw your strength from him that strength which his boundless might provides. Put on God's whole armor, the strategies and... Oh no, hang on. I need to find my place. Okay, verse 11. Put on God's whole armor, the, army, or the armor of a heavy-armed soldier which God supplies, that you might be able to successfully stand up against all the strategies and the deceits of the devil. Verse 12. For we are not wrestling with flesh and blood. Now pay careful attention to what this says. We are not wrestling with flesh and blood, contending only with physical opponents, but against the depotisms, against the powers, against the master spirits who are the world rulers of this present darkness, against the spirit forces of wickedness in the heavenly supernatural sphere. Therefore put on God's complete armor, the complete armor, he says, that you may be able to resist and stand your ground on the day of evil and danger, and having done all that the crisis demands, to stand firmly in your place. Verse 14, stand therefore and hold your ground, having tightened the belt of truth around your loins, and having put on the uh, breastplate of integrity, and of moral rectitude and right standing with God, and having shod your feet in preparation, to face the enemy with the firm-footed stability, the promptness, and the readiness produced by the good news of the gospel of peace. Verse 16, and this is the scripture we are going to focus on this morning. Lift up over all the covering shield of saving faith, 
upon which you can quench all the flaming missiles of the wicked one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit wheels, which is the word of God. Pray at all times, on every occasion, in every season, in the spirit, with all manner of prayer and entreaty. And to that end, keep alert and watch with strong purpose and perseverance, interceding on behalf of all the saints of God's consecrated people. So what is the Apostle Paul talking about here? He is actually telling the church, church, I want you to be reminded that this, this world that we are living in, we are not going to be free from trouble. We are going to have battles. And just know that this battle is not against flesh and blood, but this battle is actually against the supernatural realm. It is a spiritual battle. But what he is encouraging them in is he's saying that even though you are going to be facing a constant spiritual battle, there are going to be seasons of crisis like what we are experiencing now, but you are always going to be in a spiritual battle. But the good news is, is that Christ gave us spiritual weapons that we can use. And so he's listing all of the armor of God that we need to, you know, some people think I need to put on the armor of God every morning. Well, I actually believe that you need to already live in that. Live as if you have the armor on every single day. You know, um, we're going to be talking through a lot of these elements as we go along. And we've been journeying with our church on different uh, elements within this. But this morning, I just want to zone in on verse 16, which talks about the shield of faith. It says, above all, lift up the shield of faith. And so how do we actually do that? You know, a lot of times we can hear very encouraging messages, but practically I don't understand what I need to do. And so I pray that this will give some clarity and give you some encouragement as to how can we lift this spiritual weapon, uh, which I believe is an offensive and a defensive weapon. How do we lift up our shield of faith in this season um, where it really is a crisis, as the Bible also describes? Now, verse 13 says the following. In the Amplified, it uses the words resist and stand. Um, some translations speak of withstand. And I actually had a look at the Strong's verb, which suggests the following. When, when the Bible speaks about resist and withstand, it actually sounds very weak in comparison to what the real meaning of that word is in the Greek. And it actually means to vigorously oppose, to bravely resist, to stand face to face with an adversary, and to stand your ground. And I don't know about you, but I feel like most of us, all of us really, are standing face to face with an adversary. You know, none of us, and we believe in the word of God, okay? So we are not, we are not scared of a virus. We are not scared of, of sickness and disease. We stand on the word of God. We stand on Psalm 91 that no plague will come near our house. But what I am saying and what I, what I do believe all of us are feeling is we, we realize that we are in a battle. We realize that we are standing face to face with an adversary. And so Paul wants to remind us that even though you, you are standing face to face, you need to resist. You need to use the spiritual weapons that God has given you. And here he explains to them how to do it. I want to remind you of another scripture this morning. 1 Peter 5 verse 8 to 9. Paul also says to them, reminded, reminding them of the following. Be sober-minded and be watchful. Because your adversary, the devil, there he explains who's the adversary, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. And again he says, resist him, firm in your faith, 
knowing that the same kind of suffering is being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. And so what I really believe is so powerful in this season is that Christians and even non-believers are uniting all around the world, even our presidents, both the Namibian president and the South African president, um, even in the States, have called for times and days of prayer. And these are what I believe really magnificent days for the kingdom of God. Yes, we are confined. Yes, there is real impact. There is real hurt. People have lost loved ones. Um, there's, there's an incredible amount of people who have died because of this virus. So the devastation is already so huge. But we need to be reminded that God is still on the throne. His kingdom is still the kingdom that we submit to, no matter what goes on in our natural circumstances. Amen. And so, and so I just also want to remind us this morning that, you know, a lot of times we can be in this season and, you know, as the church, we want to do our job and we want to encourage, we want to build your faith. We want to bring you the truth of God's word. But sometimes we, we don't give permission for people to feel their emotions. And, um, you know, I, I think there's many of us who have felt feelings of fear and we felt feelings of doubt and insecurity and, you know, what if... What if I do experience, you know, some of the symptoms? Does that mean I have the virus? Um, what if I have to go to hospital alone? Um, you know, some of us are maybe in the position where we've lost our jobs. You know, how do I provide for my family? What do I do with my children being at home all the time? Um, you know, I know nothing about homeschooling. I know so many moms are worried about how do I look after my children in this season? And um, I just want to encourage you this morning that the Lord is with you. And, you know, none of what is happening in our world is a surprise to him. Okay. God is not the author of destruction. The Bible says in John 10, 10, that the, the thief comes to kill, steal and destroy. But Jesus came so that we might have life and life in abundance. Amen. So God is with us, folks. And I think it's so powerful when, as the church, we can come together. And that's why it's important in this season you know, even though we are under self-isolation and we are restricted to our homes and uh, our families, I want to encourage us as a church, um, us as a Venter community and anyone really who's joining in online, don't stay isolated in this season. We need each other. We need to encourage one another. We need to speak truth and words of life into our situation, into our families, into our finances and into our nations. Because now is the time for the church to arise. Now is the time for the church to lift up our spiritual weapons and to fight this thing in the spirit. Amen. So how does the Bible actually define faith? We need to, we need to look at this scripture in Hebrews 11 verse 1. And it says the following. Now faith is the assurance, the title deed and confirmation of things hoped for, divinely guaranteed. I pray that those words really sink deep into our hearts this morning. Divinely guaranteed. The evidence of things not seen. The conviction of their reality. Faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. And further in verse 6, it also says that without, without faith, it is impossible to please God. It is impossible to please God. So what is the Lord really requesting from us in this season? when it comes to our faith, when it comes to standing on the truth of God's word. You know, I want to I share briefly those uh, shields that the Roman soldiers used. 
And I think Paul was using the example of the Roman soldiers because he was actually in a Roman prison. And you know, that Greek word for, for shield is actually thereos. And what that is, it's not a small little shield that you hold in front of you in battle. It's actually a huge door-sized, some scholars believe it's about two meter by two meters high in width and in height. In other words, when, you, when those Roman soldiers held those uh, shields out in front of them, it was, in, it was covering their entire bodies. And when they would move as a, as a Roman army together and they would all hold up their shields in front of them and above them, it would literally cover them from all the fiery arrows of the enemy. Because this is what Paul is actually using here as an example. Those fiery arrows of doubt, of fear, of lack of provision, lack of income, um, lack of just your normal, what you are used to, our lifestyles, you know, the way that we are used to doing life is being challenged at the moment. And Paul is saying, remember to put up your shield of faith because those fiery arrows, the way that the Roman soldiers actually used them, it was like a bamboo, uh, kind of a, a shallow, uh, I guess, kind of pole type of structure that they had. And they would have flammable liquid move on the inside between these two, almost like cotton wool that they would have on the sides of it. And when they would prepare the, the fiery arrows like that, they would actually lit it. They would dip it um, in some sort of a liquid that's flammable and they would lit it up and then they would shoot it into the enemy's camp. And so the idea was to not just wound soldiers because once that arrow actually hits your body, it will explode on the inside. But they would also shoot the fiery arrows at the enemy's camp. And so that would cause confusion. It would cause chaos and it would cause doubt, um, and it would cause that, that army to completely forget about their strategy because of all the confusion that's going on. And I wanna encourage us this morning, church, please see the analogy here this morning, that it's not just the reality of a very serious virus, but it is also the fiery arrows of fear that is part of our battle. It's the fiery arrows of doubt, of insecurity, that the enemy wants to, wants to throw at us and to get us to go into complete confusion and forget what the Word of God actually teaches, forget what the truth of Scripture actually says. And so this morning, I just want to leave you very briefly. This is a short word, um, but I want to leave you with two thoughts. And there are two practical ways that I really believe that we can lift up our shield of faith in this season. Number one, I believe we need to water our shield. Now, what does that mean? Back in, back in the old uh, times when the Roman soldiers were, were preparing their shields, the shields was made of different materials um, like animal leather and what else that they have. And they would actually dip the shield in water the night before so that it would be completely drenched with water so that when the next day they would go into battle and the fiery arrows would come for them, it would actually distinguish when, when the fiery arrow hits that shield filled and drenched in water, that animal skin soggy with water, it would quench the fire of the arrow. Isn't that profound? I thought it was so profound because in Romans 10 verse 17, it also says that faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of God. And the Bible also encourages us to be washed by the word of God. So in other words, I really believe that when we in the season, when we stay in the word of God and we meditate on the word and we allow the Holy Spirit 
to fill us with his rivers of living water, then we can drench our spirits, we can drench our hearts with the water of the word so that when the fiery arrows of doubt, of fear, of insecurity, of all these things come against us, we can stand strong and we can remember who our God is. We can remember what his truth is. God says that he is our provider. He said we do not need to fear because he hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. God has also said that we should not worry about what we should eat tomorrow. There are many people that are really struggling in this season. They don't know where the next meal is gonna come from for the next three weeks. And I just pray that we will stand on the word of God and that we will trust him for miracles. It's time that we relive the, the experience of the early church of Acts. Go and read that again. Go and see how the early church lived. We need to live in a time where we can see the miracles of our God because he still does miracles today. And number two, and this is my last point, I believe we need to lift up the shield of faith. I believe that it requires action. It's an active and an intentional decision to lift up the, the shield of faith. We need to actually take our thoughts into captivity. You know, when we, when we sense those thoughts of fear coming into our mind, recognize it, see it for what it is, but then go back to the, to the truth of God and then we need to declare it. The word of God needs to come out of our mouth. It's an active decision that we need to make. And we know from the Hebrew calendar that this is actually the year of the mouth where we need to declare the word of God. We need to speak the word of God over our circumstances. We need to declare health over our families. We need to declare health and wholeness and restoration of economies over the city of Vintuk, over the nation of Namibia and the nations around us. It's time that we use the word of God. Isaiah 55 verse 11 says, My word will never return to me void. It will always accomplish what I send it forth to do. So church, it's a short word, but again, we just want to remind you this morning that God is for us. He is with us. Keep staying in the word of God. Keep being rooted. As a family, pray together. Read the word together. Remind, you of the, remind your own heart of the promises of God. Take communion together as a family. There is so much power in that. And let's declare the word of God over our nation and our city. Amen. I want to end this broadcast just with a brief prayer. And I want you and your family just to bow your heads and close your eyes this morning as we just end this with a prayer to our, to our King of Kings. Amen. Lord, we just thank you for your word this morning. Lord, we thank you that your word is truth and that no weapon formed against us will prosper. So we pray, Lord, that you will give us fresh hope and that you will give us a fresh resolve and a spirit of courage in this season to not fear, to not doubt, but to be able to lift up our shield of faith against any fiery arrows from the enemy and to remind us, Lord, that we are standing strong and we are standing victorious in this spiritual battle because you are with us and your Holy Spirit is the one that will equip us. Thank you, Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. Amen, church. We pray that has blessed you. Keep watching our YouTube channel and our Facebook pages for more words of encouragement and for more sermons. And if you need any prayer, our WhatsApp number will be on the screen or in this post. We want you to call us, let us know, and we would love to pray with you in this season. God bless you.